Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So what was your favorite Seinfeld moment? You guys watch Seinfeld? Well, chances are Jerry Stiller was part of it. Well, remember the very funny comedian who played Frank Costanza, among uh, many other uh, characters in his career. And what's the Bucks' toughest opponent on their schedule? Is there too much hype, or is it hope for Tom Brady's team? We've got Chris Torello of Spectrum Sports 360. You see him on Bay News 9 on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, uh, before we get to Chris, real quick, uh, I wanted to mention this uh, column by Mark Topkin in the Tampa Bay Times. You can read it on tampabay.com. He talked about the Rays' greatest moment uh, as their fr- of their franchise history. And, you know, there, there's several, obviously, some several candidates you can think about. Um, Dan Johnson had a couple big home runs. We remember Evan Longoria um, in, in that game. Uh, maybe the greatest game he's ever had or any Ray with, uh, with two home runs, including the walk-off to get him into the playoffs. Was it game 162, I think, Steve? Is that what, they, is that mm-hmm. what it was? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so uh, and they needed help from, you know, I think the Red Sox losing or something like that. Uh, yeah, they had, they and, had and the Orioles were, beat the Red Sox, and the Rays yeah, had to win. Right. That's right. And they were down, uh, what, seven runs or seven to one, something? It was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, down they, huge. And then, you know, Boston yeah. had the lead, and then it went to a rain delay in Baltimore. That's right. That's which right. you kind of figured at that point, uh, Baltimore's going to just, you know, mail it in from that point on. Sure. It's the last game of the sure. season you want to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. No, it was dramatic. And the timing was such that both things, you know, kind of mm-hmm. happened. The last out was made or the run scored up there and um you know uh in in baltimore or, or boston yep. wherever they were playing and then and then the home run by long so that was in, a big in moment. baseball terms too you also had atlanta and st louis battling it out and those games That's were going right. on at the same time espn did a oh, tremendous job tremendous going yeah. back and forth between four games that were all impacting the playoff races yeah because um, i was I actually that, i was actually in atlanta on business at that point so i was watching it on espn and then flipping back uh-huh. and forth between the four games and it was incredible uh, Probably the best night of regular season baseball ever, as far as if you're just watching. And, and what ESPN did with that was tremendous. It was great. I think – I'm not sure. I think they made it a 30 for 30 or one of those things that they uh, mm-hmm. have – MLB Network's done a special on it. Uh, I'm not sure if mm-hmm. ESPN has, but I know MLB Network yeah. did. Right. Maybe that's where I saw it. So that was a great night, and it was a great – it was one of the greater iconic moments. For me, and I don't know uh, – you know, I, I don't know how much this is disputed. I guess it could be. But for me, it's the last out of the American League Championship Series in 2008 because of it sent this franchise to a World Series. I mean, a team essentially out of nowhere the first time they were really uber successful uh, under Joe Madden, and it was a Game 7, right? And you had David Price, who was a rookie, coming up in, in, in mm-hmm. a closer's role. You know, he gets a big poppy out, I think, and then uh, after that he gets a, a ground out to um, – Aki Iwamura and he steps on second and that moment to me will be the one that when I think about the Rays you know sure they played in the World Series and, and they had some some misfortune there uh, and lost to the Phillies but that that I think you gotta go back to that Steve that was the that was the moment for me 
I, that is the greatest moment in Rays history. No, I, no doubt about it. But it was more predictable, let's say. I mean, you know, you're going late innings of that game. The Rays have the lead. They have a They're chance to lead, win it. Yeah. I mean, you know, whether it was Iwamuro stepping on second or whether they got it through strikeout or a pop-out. True, that's you know, true. This. Yeah, the, the, it was the, inevitable. The in 162, yeah. and, I, and like I said, the 2008 is still the, the greatest moment of race history, particularly because it sent them to a World Series. But 2011-162, you were down, what, it was 7-1 or 7 nothing early. Yeah. It took Dan Johnson a pinch-hit home run just to send it to extra innings. After Longwood who had hit done the that, home run, who had or, you know, done earlier. that before, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, he had done that in Boston yes. one year. Yes, and then you know, then you have Boston, you know, losing to Baltimore minutes before Longoria hits that home run. Yeah, which then sends them that. You know, had that eleven team advanced further in the playoffs or even got to the World Series, or if had they that won the World Series, that would have been the biggest moment. Yeah, no uh, doubt. But because they they didn't advance in the playoffs and, and didn't make it nearly as far, I don't think it, it it's the most improbable moment. Mm-hmm. Because they should have never been in that game. I mean, once you were down that much, granted the Yankees had nothing to play for, and and that's all part of it. But the way they came back, and the way the suspense built, and with Boston was leading for a while in Baltimore, and then then fell behind, and they had a rain delay as you're going to extra innings, and you know it was just it was the most improbable, and, and maybe the most I don't want to say suspenseful because Game Seven of of a World Series is always a, or a, 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 a um, Game seven the for the pennant. Yeah, the LCS is always yeah. suspenseful. So, um, I mean, you know, anytime you can go to the World Series, and it's the only World Series in the franchise history, so that has to be the greatest moment. Right. I would agree with that. And then I think it's much easier when you talk about the Lightning or the Bucks. I mean, you know, the Bucks um, first won the first world championship in uh, the 2002 season, January 2003. Um, but their moment did not come in the Super Bowl. Their moment actually came – in that NFC Championship game with Ronnie Barber in his game-sealing interception, um, you know, uh, that he took back 92 yards or something like that against Donovan McNabb, uh, and, and you knew that they, they were going to win the NFC. In a place, Veterans Stadium, in fact, the last game in Veterans Stadium, where their season had gone to die, two other seasons with, with Tony mm-hmm. Dungy, and, and, and they lost, they lost emphatically you know, to him. They also lost, I think, there earlier in the season of 2002, and Brooks, Derek Brooks, you know, telling them that we'll be back, we'll see you guys later, uh, and they did. And they were such heavy underdogs, I think, in that game. But that that's an easy one because the Super Bowl, of course, uh, was was a route forty eight, what twenty one or something like that, in, in the five interceptions and um, you know three touchdowns uh, or three interceptions returned for touchdowns by the defense. Um, it really wasn't a game that was in doubt very much. But that moment belongs to Rondé Barber, who, if you go back and watch that game had maybe one of the best championship games of any player. I want not just defensive player, any player. He impacted that game on special teams. Uh he impacted that game impacted that game on defense both as a pass rusher, uh stripped the ball and created a fumble, um had a sack, uh you know, had a bunch of passes defense in critical situations. I mean, he literally made like every play that that he could make um in just an exceptional game. And then the Lightning's really easy for me, right, Steve? I mean, we know what that one is. No, that's game six in Calgary, double overtime. Marty St. Louis with the winner to send, you know, to, to spoil Calgary's hopes of winning the cup on home ice and then sending it back to Tampa for game seven, where the, the Lightning ultimately won two to one and, and got their only Stanley Cup. 
Right. No, that that was it. And it was such a dramatic goal, like you said, in double overtime in a very tough series, one that was extremely physical and, and you know, coming off the seven games when they beat um, the Flyers to get to the Stanley Cup and, and to have that, you know, to have Marty make that from an incredible angle. Um, you know, you won't see goals, especially of that importance from that angle very often. But um, that was that was a magical time in 2004, you know, 2004 season. So, yeah, I think those are it. A little 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 debate about about the Rays, but I think we can all agree on on the other two. And uh, anyway, it's a good story. Check it out on TampaBay.com. Mark Topkin writing about the Rays, and hopefully there'll be baseball. We're yeah. going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, he's got perspective from B.J. Upton and Evan Longoria and David Price, and it's great. You know, you name I mean, the, the who's who of Lightning here. James Shields. Uh, he's got perspective from all of them on there. So that's just great. Yeah, it's great stuff. Great things to remember about. Uh, what was a great era of Rays baseball for sure. Oh, and a happy uh, belated birthday to Andy Freed. His birthday was yesterday. So speaking of Rays baseball, was it? Yeah. Wow. Monday the eleventh. Well, I bet so. those guys. Those guys are ready, huh? You think him and Dave Wills got? They probably got a lot of vocal cords left. <laughs> yeah, I, I know Andy's. I was texting with him yesterday on his birthday and uh, back and yeah. forth. And yeah, he's ready to you know get back to baseball. And I know his son Casey is uh, chomping at the oh. bit to watch some more baseball. So yeah. No, no doubt. All our kids are. We, we're ready for sports. We're ready for baseball. And hopefully that'll happen soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. The uh, lovely, the talented uh, Chris Torello joins us now. And Chris, uh, you know, some sad news as we do this podcast, as as Chris Berman would say, eh, there's some sad news. We'll be right back. Um, we had, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We had uh, we had Jerry Stiller or Frank Costanza. I don't know which is so well known, of course, as a comedian over all his many years of uh, of acting and whatnot. But um, boy, you talk about you talk about a great character, right? One one of the better characters in in yeah. daytime or nighttime television, right? Well, I also you know my I watched Seinfeld you know growing up obviously with my parents, and I don't think I got to appreciate it as I do now watching reruns. Um, oh, but yeah. when, what I did watch a lot of when I was growing up with my grandfather was King of Queens and mm-hmm. he, he played, um, the grand, he played the father-in-law and right. I, I tell you what, he was just as good as going after, uh, Kevin James as he was at being in, uh, being George's father. Um, you know, just, I just, I loved him and, you know, I, I just Douglas, you know, and he'd walk into the, <laughs> you know, he'd walk into the kitchen um, you know, just all of that, man. It, it made me laugh so much. Just, um, you know, it, it, and there's so many moments too, right? I mean, like oh, yeah. how many, like who could be that good so many times, you know, like just and constantly deliver. So yeah, I think for a lot of people crossing the generations, it's, you know, it's like losing, you know, someone, you know, because of just how much you could go back and forth. I've seen everyone on Facebook and Twitter posting their favorite Frank Costanza moment. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been tough, especially because he connected. So, yeah. But I remember him from the movie Heavyweights, 
where he had a very small part. He was the owner of a fat camp and he, and he's, and he's telling everyone cause his, his son, Ben Stiller ends up being like the evil guy in the movie, Tony Perkis, where he takes <laughs> over the, the camp just so he could try and profit off of these camps. And so Ben, so Jerry Stiller's about to leave and he says a line to a group of distressed 14 year olds, little word of advice, never let anyone sign your checks. that's great Uh, you know you 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 posted the great moments i mean just on on side i mean there was festivus right everybody has everybody celebrates that now a national holiday Mm -hmm. um the steinbrenner jay buner one uh was great (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's so moving to florida which i think we all can recognize yeah yeah, I left out though. I left out. Uh, then I did the bro, and yeah. I left out. I left out though. Like, everyone's like, "You left out so many." I'm like, "Well, that's the thing." There's like Ira Kaufman tweeted that there are you that we got it. We got a we got a booth. You know, he tweeted out all the good ones. You know, I, of course, you leave out all the best ones because there are so many. So, and unfortunately, Twitter only lets you do four things for a poll. So, but um, but yeah, no, it's like I said. I, I think you could have fun with any moment with um with Seinfeld and chances are it's going to include Frank Costanza. So I mean he he really made the show, man. Yeah, no, he was great. Ira Ira Kaufman, was that? Eh. Uh, eh, uh, Jerry hey, Stiller, Stiller. Hey, uh. hey, I got a new one for you, Torella. A new one. <laughs> got a new, a new one for you, Torella. Chris, can I call you Chris? Christopher. That's what hey, I love about. Christopher, it's good to see you. So <laughs> every yeah, time you talk to Ira, and we you know we have a lot of Ira fans that listen to this podcast, and so of course we just love doing yeah. Ira. Um, but when he says when he when he's in a conversation with you, if there are more than one uh, uh, way to pronounce your name, or if there's a variation of your names, then <laughs> Ira will hit it on every sentence. He'll start out, "Eh, how's it going, yeah. Richard?" Yeah, it just was uh, was by one buck the other play the other day, Rick. And uh, I tell you what, Ricky. <laughs> Uh, there wasn't anybody there, so uh, I gotta know, Dick. Let me, uh, you know, so it's just hilarious. But that's my coffin thing. So I, uh, <laughs> and I, and I understand, I understand um, that you know, this is you know, this is a tough time on everybody. I mean, we're we're trying to navigate the coronavirus, and and there are certain things we can and can't do, and so it's great to be able to sit and watch the reruns of Seinfeld and all that. Um, yeah. But. But for you, you TV guys now, now I'm guessing, you know, because you guys are on, I mean, you're on camera, right? Like, like you can't, you can't yeah. hide. I mean, you know, you, you've got to go in studio or you've got to do the thing from your house or whatever, but it's every night, man, you're in our living rooms and we count on you looking good and feeling good. So I'm guessing that not having the gym for you, Chris, and, and then... And then, of course, the grooming aspect of everything. I mean, let's yeah. face it. you got a face for TV. So I, how are you navigating these, these two, uh, two very limiting sort of rules that we've had? Until recently, of course, the, thank God, the, uh, the barbershops and the hair salons have opened. <laughs> well, only, I only think thank God in the fact that I think for people to have a chance to kind of save their businesses – and for people yes, to work, absolutely. Obviously, absolutely. obviously, that's where I'm. My head is at, and you know, I, no I get both. Yeah, I mean, I get both sides of it, right? I get both sides. There are people who are like, man, you know, you open it up. I just don't know if I'll go, and you know, then there yeah. are some people with a little more vitriol. But yeah, I mean, for someone like me, I mean, 
I've had to buy a lot more hair gel because I mean, I used <laughs> to really cut it short. Like, I mean, I was, I looked like I was in the army and uh, you know, I used to be very short and now like I, then I, then I found a girlfriend and some confidence and uh, my hair grew. And um, yeah. so now I can comb it over with the best of them. And there you um, go. You know, and so I've, you know, but I haven't had a haircut probably in at least two months. Um, I had my, you know, the neck hair, the back of the neck. I mean, that's just disgusting. So, I mean, you know, I've had my girlfriend trim it and, um, but that's Mm. about it, you know, because I figure for me, you know, I I don't want someone to think like, especially before things opened up, like, well, it looks like his hair got cut. So I would never try and do that. So um, yeah, that stinks. And then, uh, shaving, yeah, shaving every day is, uh, you know, I just hit puberty with my face. So, um, mm. you know, I'm able to shave every day, which is a new thing. Um, yeah. but, uh, I gotta be honest, the, the whole big thing of working out, um, you know, I, I figured I, I put it up on my, my Twitter. I discovered you can do a lot from home. This is a new one. You can do pushups mm. for free. You mm. can, you can, you can do sit-ups for free. You can, okay. um, you know, if you got a couple stairs, you can do some, you know, some of those, what, what are those things with your back of your arms? I don't know what they're called. I don't do them, but you could do uh, triceps, them. Triceps. I and, think they uh, call them triceps. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah sure. Sure. Yeah. You could do jumping jacks. You could do a lot. <laughs> you, know, you could run in place if you feel safe enough. You know, I mean, there's, there's you know, a pop lot. Pop in a Jane Fonda do. video. I mean, pop, pop in a video. Oh, yeah. Just work out. I got them. I still them. got them. My mom gave them to me, you know, for, I got the VHS. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Yeah, you just feel more alive. Max, yeah. so, right. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. So you're you not so you're, you're not suggesting you, you're so so the the gyms. Hopefully, they will open soon. I know there are some people protesting about that. And look, we're we're very serious about these businesses. One of my uh, one of my good friends that that cuts my hair um, was you know I mean he's out of work right. He has a salon and 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 he's he's got one spot and he's not doesn't qualify for a you know, for a business loan because he's an independent contractor. And so those, those folks were hurting. So we're glad that they're able yeah. to, uh, to get back in business and do those things for real. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be tough. Um, okay. So we haven't had a chance to talk, um, since the NFL released its schedule extravaganza, which was about eight hours, I think last Thursday night. Um, and look again, there's about 16 weeks to go, I think before, the NFL would kick off its regular season should everything remain on schedule, which would which is optimistic, but may not occur. And they got some levers they can pull uh, if if they need to start late or remove some games or, or move some games to the bye week, et cetera. Mm. Let me just ask you this. I mean, I, I think we put the under over at four national TV games. It turned out to be five, Chris. They've never had five primetime games. Obviously, there's a lot of national TV, including the first one against New Orleans. Uh, I mean, surprise, not surprised. Is this this is a lot of exposure for a football team that that no doubt added a a soon to be forty three year old uh, goat and and also Rob Gronkowski. But man, I mean, they they are the story. Maybe even as much or more than the Kansas City Chiefs who won the Super Bowl. Yeah, they are, and I think um, you know that's what happens when you add Tom Brady. It's what happens when you bring a guy like Rob Gronkowski uh, out of retirement. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, if you're the bucks, I, I, you know, it's not like 
it's not like when, you know, LeBron, when we, you and I said this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, you got LeBron, you know, you take your best mm-hmm. shot. You're not here to, that's right. You're not here to develop a team. So um, obviously people understand this is win now mode for the Bucks. Um, but I feel like they're a little bit better qualified and equipped to handle this than say the Browns with, uh, you know, a Baker Mayfield and he's got a bunch of prima donnas around him. I mean, this is, this is different. You know, you've got a mm-hmm. well-established receivers. You've got a good coach. You've got, you know, guys who want, you've got a great defensive coordinator who knows how to be a head coach and is, and has some really solid pieces in place on defense. So I feel like this is just, it's it one of two things. It's going to be a perfect storm where they're going to win a lot and it's going to be fun watching them play or, it's going to be a struggle and a bit of a disaster and it's going to be fun watching them on national TV doing that. So it's going to go one of two ways. And now you're going to, now it's time to put up or shut up if you're the Bucks because you wanted this and you knew what you were going to get. You've won the off season, right? I mean, how many mm. times has a team won the off season and not produced? So right. this would be one of the biggest March, April, May wins and then not producing. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's great that they got the exposure. They're certainly the talk. And like you said, I mean, what was the biggest thing out of Kansas City that they had a, a payroll of what they have, like 77 bucks to spend uh, when they came into the new year or something like that? I mean, it was that right. close for them. That was probably their biggest story. So, so yeah, definitely yeah. the Bucks have won the offseason, and now they're being rewarded with a primetime schedule. I mean, I you know, the uh, we all knew that you know, two of the interest – interesting games nationally and in this division of course was going to be you know bucks new orleans brady against drew Brees, of course but they gave you know the bucks a, a road game week one right at new orleans um you know look i i mean i suppose we don't know if there will be fans or limited fans and and certainly that that you know mercedes superdome is is a big home or dome field advantage for the saints so maybe that mitigates things a little bit but were you surprised at all that, like, hey, right off the bat, Tom Brady, you haven't been in live action with any of these players before, but, you know, we're going to throw you into New Orleans and see if you can knock off the crown off their head? Yeah, well, I mean, I know there had been some speculation they were going to maybe go out to L.A., I mean, to Las Vegas. There was some other speculation. But, I mean, right. if you're going to – listen, I know – you know, Tom Brady's won six Super Bowls. The problem is, is the Saints have won three straight NFC South. So you got to sure. be the best. You got to beat the best. And in this division, as of right mm-hmm. now, it's Drew, it's Drew Brees, it's Drew Orleans. And, right, um, you know, right. you gotta, you gotta go in there. If you're going to take your shot, you best not miss. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's, it's, it's pretty funny to, you know, because I mean, like you said, I mean, you know, these are guys that, that Brady hasn't worked with, although we're getting different reports that he's, he may be uh, throwing to guys at a, a high school. So, um, so we'll, you know, I mean, the chemistry is going to be there, right? I think Tom Brady, if anyone's capable of, of getting guys up to speed and getting to speed on an offense, it's Brady. So I'll tell you what, though, Rick, that's a hell of a way to start your season. And the fact that you have to do it, uh, you know, on the, it's not like, you know, you get to come, you know, you're home and, you know, everyone's happy and it's loose. I mean, you have to, you're going into hostile territory week one. So this is going to be a very, uh, very intense. And if you lose that game, I mean, you know, then all the questions start, talk radio, newspapers, you know, us on TV. Um, you know, it's it'll be a podcast. It'll be a, a whole new ball game if, uh, if if you don't win that first one. 
Yeah, and it'll be a hard game for sure, even if they even if they play well. And we've seen Brian Fitzpatrick even go in there and stun you know the New Orleans Saints when there was no expectations huh. that that they could do that. And there's something about the NFC South, but he's not been really uh, around it much. I mean, in fact, it's the one quarterback that he has a losing record against. He's one and two against Drew Brees. Two of those losses though came uh, early in his career when Brees was with with, with San Diego. I don't know. I mean, you asked this question, I think, of me, uh, or we were asked it on Spectrum one night, um, and I'll just I'll turn it on you because I, I've, I've looked at this schedule a few times now, and I don't – like the hardest game I – know, I know everyone's going to focus on the, the New Orleans games, and, and that, that makes sense in the division. I'm not sure that's the hard. there's a lot of hard games on the schedule and where they fall as well. Um, let's not forget the Super Bowl champions. You get, you get a lot of good teams at yeah. Raymond James, which should be an advantage – um, but you still have them, and you've got the Green Bay Packers, who were 13-3 and last year. Doesn't look like they added much in the draft or free agency, but they do have Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, there there's some other games on their schedule that get, get your attention. Yeah, but, I mean, for me, I mean, you're getting, you know, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, who has won an NFL MVP. Um, you know, you've got, like you said, the Saints coming in a couple times. You got the Rams coming here, and I think yes. that's an interesting game because they'll probably want some payback from last year. Absolutely. And they'll they'll also be a team that, you know, people are gonna look at as well, was it the one year where they one hit wonders? Mm-hmm. You know, does McVeigh know what he's doing out there? Um, so you'll get some of that. They made up, you know, they got rid of Gurley, um, who now right. I mean and you know what, Rick, the Falcons are an interesting team now. I know, you know? they're laying in They've the weeds. Got... They're just laying in the weeds. Yeah. Yeah, it's, don't Matt Ryan won an won an MVP. You know he's mm. been to the Super Bowl. I mean, mm. the only reason the Bucks now have someone on their team that's been to the Super Bowl is because they got a quarterback like that. So yeah, but coming into la, you know, coming into 2019, it was Jameis Winston who was the only quarterback who hadn't gone to a Super Bowl in the division. So it's it's different. So that's not an easy schedule, and without really accomplishing anything as a franchise over this entire decade. You've now got Tom Brady and, you know, you've got a target on your back. And, you know, I, I think, you know, talk about having to take everyone's best shot. You know, it used mm. to be New England taking everyone's best shot, who, by the way, the Patriots have the hardest schedule. So I think that's yeah. pretty funny. Um, but you're now getting the Falcons coming in, who I think are, under, like you said, lying in the weeds. Who knows how the Panthers are going to be with a new coach, new attitude, Teddy Bridgewater finally getting paid, finally getting a chance to run his team again. You know, I, just, I think there, there's no, let me tell you what, you can't sleep on any game at home and you can't sleep on any game on the road because you there's just too many question marks. So, right. you know, who knows how this is going to go, you know, but I think you're right. Kansas City, but the Falcons, for some reason, intrigue me a little bit. Not that that's their hardest game at home. It just intrigues me, you know, and, and it just it's so tough to look at overlook the next game. That's my point. Yeah. And I mean, the Falcons had a bad year. They still managed to win the final game in overtime. Yeah. that Jameis threw away uh, at the end. Dan Quinn is fighting for his job. There's no question that he's got to win uh, and win, win big, which means getting to the playoffs. You know, and and the thing is, is that I keep I know they have a good football team. I mean, it, it all really. I mean, we've not had a quarterback in Tampa Bay that's accomplished obviously what Brady has. They're hoping he can do what Peyton Manning did for the Denver Broncos. That's that's the, you know that that that's the the ceiling, right? You they went to two Super Bowls. He won one. He changed the culture in Denver a little bit. So if he could get that, you'd sign up for it right now. Um, you know, by the same token, this is not. <laughs> 
how do I say this? This is not a complete football team no. <laughs> uh, just yet. <laughs> um, they're really uneven on defense. And what I mean by that is, Chris, they got some, you know, obviously Shaq Barrett came out of nowhere, absolutely nowhere, 19 and a half sacks, um, you know, shocked the world with a one-year contract. So he gets franchised now. But everybody knows who he is, even though he wasn't nominated for Defensive Player of the Year, which was criminal. Um, and then, but then you, you know, you you marry him back up with JPP, who's going who's thirty one years old, played you know only ten games last year, but he was very productive. May have actually helped him missing some games, as it turns out. Thirty three year old Indomitian Sue next to Vita Vea. Um, you know, I know they've added you know some rookies like Khalil Davis and some other guys, um, but for the most part, it's a it's an elderly group of defensive linemen with Vita Vea and a very young defensive secondary. And and the strength of the defense is kind of in between. It's it's Devin White who came on strong the last couple months and a real experienced and somewhat ageless Levante David. But that's a real mix in that defense, and I guess they're going to have to rely heavily on Todd Bowles to, you know, to try to make this thing work. You're also going to have to hope that your cornerbacks grew up in the off season because they're young, and you know now you've got yes. a young safety back there and. Um, yes. You know, now granted, I mean, I've seen Jason Pierre-Paul, if he can get, if he and Shaq Barrett can get to a quarterback and that ball comes out a little faster than you intend, oh, yeah. you, may, you make any cornerback look like, look like a genius, you know, picking off the ball sure. a few times. So um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting mix. You know, what was interesting though, Rick, while you're talking about the defense, I couldn't help but think Rob Gronkowski has not played a full season since 2011. Mm. I can't help but think that O.J. Howard's best catch last year was when he was at a Rays game. Um, I can't <laughs> help but – no, seriously. And I can't it's help but true. think that, you know, who, like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans both had some health issues. So yes, he did. there's there's yeah. question marks. And are you telling me yeah. it's a third-round pick out of Vanderbilt who's all of a sudden going to overtake Ronald Jones? And you're mm-hmm. going to have a nice two-headed monster there next to Tom Brady. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Tristan Wirfs, we all think, is going to be solid on the offensive line. But Still you don't rookie. know until you know. So mm-hmm. it's everything's a question mark right now. Yeah, and really I, I talk about a team that needs OTAs. Talk about a team that needed rookie minicamp. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you need all the time in the world together to try and figure this out. Maybe the only good thing is that they wouldn't have the issue of a – you know, of, of of the whole the HBO drama. If we do get hard knocks, they won't have to deal with that. But sure. they're going to deal with enough cameras. They're going to deal with enough, as many media as they'll allow into uh, the Advent Health Training Center there. So, mm. you know, it's to me, you talk about the defense, we can talk offense. If I talk offense, you know, it's there's a lot of question marks just because we haven't seen it on the field yet. Yeah, and I think that's going to be that's obviously going to be key. And, and Brady will obviously help the the defense by not turning the ball over 112 points off turnovers a year ago, mm-hmm. put them in horrible positions. So I know that that's what Bruce Arians was counting on the most was to find somebody uh, who would protect the football, and he's done that. You know, uh, I think part of Tom Brady's sort of desire to leave New England, in, in, in addition to the fact that it didn't look like the Patriots really wanted to keep him much longer um, for whatever reason – I think is to prove that he is he is the reason they won those Super Bowls as much as Belichick or maybe oh, more. Yeah. Um, we'll see. That's, that has to be a driving force for him, whether he'll say it or not. And he said a lot of nice things about Bill Belichick, and I do believe that you know, without each other, I mean, Belichick can't play quarterback and he obviously can't coach. So um, the, there was the perfect storm of marriage with them. 
Now, going into this year, however, when you look at the Patriots, and they have one of the hardest schedules, at least on paper, uh, in the NFL, even though they're in the AFC East still, um, what, is, what is more likely to happen, okay? Tom Brady uh, wins the Most Valuable Player Award or takes his team you know, deep into the playoffs, what have you, or Bill Belichick becomes the coach of the year for whatever he accomplishes with New England. Well, look. I mean, you just got to focus on the next game, and, and you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speculate on what's happening in Tampa. But um, no, I, I uh, God, that's a really good question. Can't Tom Brady just have a nice season? Um, uh, <laughs> no, I think, it's, I, I think it's more likely Tom Brady wins MVP and they go to the Super Bowl, and because I don't know what Jared Stidham's gonna do. And, and I don't, and I mean, you didn't have the weapons before you had Brady. Now, what are you telling me? Stidham and and Edelman are going to find each other and they're going to be best friends and, and you're going to have all the weapons you need. I mean, you know, but I do trust Belichick to win nine or 10 games, you know, because I've seen, we, for, you know, people who haven't seen what he did in Cleveland, I mean, it was remarkable, yeah. you know, and, and so I think he's he's obviously going to, and because it's still the AFC East, and who knows what the Dolphins are going to do with Tua, and will the Bills mm-hmm. be that successful? I think adding a guy like Gabe Davis out of UCF makes them, and they traded for Diggs. So I think the Bills are in the best position out, you know, there. They're the favorites, right? Wouldn't you pick them? They should be the favorites, or... but, yeah. you know, it's still Bill Belichick, and that's still 11 straight AFC East championships. So, um, you know, until the crown is placed on someone else's head i still give bill belichick as much of a fighting chance to win a a nine and seven division you know so who knows what's going to happen especially if you know how our team's going to be if they don't get the proper time to train and and connect so absolutely i think um you know but but again i think I think brady with the weapons he has it's so hard to go against what brady's trying to prove you know all right, so I haven't had enough of Chris Torello. I need him more. I need more Chris Torello. So you know what? We're going to bring him back for tomorrow's show as well. We'll talk a little bit about the last dance and Michael Jordan. Maybe this is Tom Brady's last dance. We'll talk a little baseball too. Is there some conflict between the uh, union and the players as Major League Baseball presents their case uh, for resuming the season? And we've got a mailbag later this week. Get your questions in now. You don't have to wait. You can do that by submitting them to us on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.